I never had a moment of rest. My mind's a case. Five years old, and I had already lost my mind. I could tell you the story, without metaphors and analogies, in an order that all makes sense, but you wouldn't understand. You'd shrug it off as an overly frightened child. But do you have any idea how much it messed up my life? To this day, I can't sleep without wondering. My story is nothing to hear, but it's something to live. Say what you will, but I know the truth. I know that if you were in my situation at the time, you would have crippled. One way or another, it would have hurt you. You wouldn't be the same. And you'd look out at society and everyone else thinking that they didn't know the suffering it took to be strong in the face of fear. You wouldn't be able to consider yourself one of them. And unlike me, you would have shut everyone out. You have been a paranoid mess stuttering and hunching over mumbled words of monsters, things fantasized in fairy tales that have snuck into your life. Assume what you will, that I am just a frightened little child, stunted in growth, caught in a mundane moment that should have f faded with time. Call me weak, call me a fool, call me insane. I know the truth. And I hope it kills me one day. Black by Mercutio. The night will steal the stars away again. The moon has disappeared. The cold will freeze the sunlight and the ice will rule again. Darkness preys on my insides and then takes light away from my eyes. All I see is black again. Wolves will feed on the hope the rabbit brings, leaving faith to rot. All happiness decays with my heart, falling to pieces, shattered apart. Hollow vessels flood the world, washing my eyes with pain. All I see is black again. Illuminate the stage for me. The scenes come to an end, leaving the man to fend for his own peace of mind. Curtains draw on the lonely stage. The house is left empty. My eyes will burn with anger, and then black will fill my soul. The strongest power against all that's right are the shadows that never lose. The jury has convicted innocence again. Shadows murder truth. Black will become me, whistling through the bitter bloom. The tune will wither too. Castles fall and empires crumble to the ground. No love can protect home. Anger will consume all and grief will rule. Sing, sing, harmonize again. Don't let the sadness catch you. The tweeting ends and ceases to move. The black will get you too. Don't sing, friend. The end will burn all sweetness away. Black is here again. Ink will turn the pages and drain all color from the flame. Black can never lose. Drown in all these thoughts and then realize we're all alone. These traps can break, but just be aware they will mold again. Graves are my only friend. Close my eyes and lay me to sleep. The world has won again. I will bleed my dreams into these sheets and hope for a better day. A day not plagued by black. Skeleton in Me by Mercutio one ghost in my heart shadows in my head where were you when i was suffocating in my bed i cannot speak not even in my dreams i have to fight and my mind is tearing at the seams the shadows are waging war and creatures bang violently at the door i'm trying to explain what it feels like to go insane i'm strapped down without a sound eyes soon shut as i mentally victimize they whisper in my ear oh so softly you're trapped here no escape no way to hide now you're mine. Two. Wide eyes, no disguise, from the monsters in the closet. I'm locked inside, endless hide-and-seek. No point in playing, they've got me beat. I play fair, they use tricks, this eternal carousel. 
It's got me sick. Three. Maybe deep inside. I actually like the wolves howling in my head, clawing at the man in the moon. Because they're lost too, lost in the feigned light. How do you expect me to believe the sun will shine the way when I've been following blindly all these years? And the dark is the only thing that saved me. Survival Through Submission by Mercutio I swallowed the poison I still breathe. I followed the demon down a lonely street. I found the light somewhere in the dark. Emptiness fills up my heart, and it's more than nothing. I lay down my hands, give way into my head, go limp for the killer before they touch the blade, allow the serpent to enter, a meal for a succubus by nature. I say it's for survival, but is there more motive behind this verdict? This is Misprescribed by Mercutio. Our hearts follow science, and... Maybe all our brains do too. But do you really think human beings have a generalized system too? I know your good intentions, however ill-fated they are. The bottle says my name, but its contents kill my heart. Better with Worse by Mercutio. They say I'm getting better, but I'm getting worse. The only thing I'm better at is singing lies like verses. Hide the pain, struggling beneath the veins. If life's a race, I'm falling behind, crawling just to reach the finish line. I'm tired of holding my breath so tight. I just want to let go, take in the air, and not taste blood on my tongue. On the Verge by Mercutio As high as I can get, looking down at the grave in catacomb below. So familiar, I call it home. Where the monsters breathe but I see them as family, where the demons breed, but they call me king, where love is fear, we see no difference here, at the top, looking at what's down below, hearing the screaming, but there's no sound, the rocks crumble beneath my teetering feet, to be or not to be, it was never a question, or a choice, without by Mercutio. Over the brink, another wrist and a blade bent over the sink. Shove me in a capsule, push me to another land. Give me another to ground me, keep the skulls capped and earthbound. Mutilate the organ without a form. Deform and deconstruct. Medicate to reconcile. Regulate me. Live my life hazy. I know no one wants to save me. Alone I sit and the clock just ticks. As a lifeguard to the dead, as a parent to an orphan, as sanity to a lover, as an answer to a victim, a survivor must die or learn to be without. Midnight Toll by Mercutio Blasphemy is the hymn of the devil. Late at night when my head doesn't feel right, then the shadows call. That's when I fall down to the ground, unable to speak, unable to scream. I swear I can't breathe. The horns sprout from my head, and the music plays. My heart goes dark, and the hunger will consume me. Hunger becomes me, and then we all feed. I'm tired of the hunger. I'm tired of waking up with an ache in my head and a pain in my gut. And nobody cares that I'm all out of luck. The hands keep spinning. The shadows keep leering.
Coffee by Mercutio. When the sun's time is up and the moon begins to tick, my mind starts to slip. <laughs> to keep the gears turning and keep my heart alive and burning, I inject it in my veins. Its consistency scares me, no fluctuation amends my mentality. A sedative would have been better, a spot of tea to relax my bones, but then I'll go to sleep and that pillow haunts me. All the memories of dreams hide inside. So my eyes will dilate, my hands will shake, paper mache minds grow thin, and coffee will make my head spin. Dead Again by Mercutio Venom teeth drooling over the faces of those who pushed the pen and paper across the wood. An unwanted compromise, an unspoken denouement, an uncommitted murder forever replayed in the mind of the dead. Rip the mind to shreds, rip the heart of unraveling thread, stand at the gravestone, reap the dead. Empty by Mercutio. Swallow black, taste the ink, act into my skin, bleed into the sink. It clings to my throat, clawing its way out, consume the tongue, my heart is hung by a string. Convicting innocence is the greatest sin. Morning bells will ring, alarming the, all the wicked. It's time to feed on the weak. Hollow in the chest, hunger buried deep. Black claws hold the core. Gently squeeze and let it bleed. Need fills the lungs, taking away all air. No way to suck it out. I'm going to drown. Calling all vultures, it's time to feed on the weak. I can't stand it. It's all falling apart. Crashing to the ground. Shattered like glass. Tiptoeing around all the broken pieces. Just a step in blood that was never there before. I promised I wouldn't let this happen. Why did it have to happen? I'm drowning without water. I'm suffocating. As they breathe down my neck. Tell the vultures. I'm already dead. Insomniac by Mercutio. Screaming, gasping at the end of a blade. I'm paralyzed but not afraid. I'm trapped in the dungeon of my mind. Why won't they let me go? Shadows in the cracks, monsters in my head. I'm afraid to go to bed. They never go anyway. And I know I could be going crazy, but it feels so real. I can't be insane. Scratches on the wall, laughter in the hallways, figures always watching me. I try to close my eyes, make the darkness disappear, but the ink swallows me whole. My eyes are drooping, my mind's getting weaker, and I'm getting closer to a room dripping white. Leap by Mercutio. The philippic orb rotating beneath me. The pendulum won't stop ticking in my head. Look toward the sun. Don't look at the world below. Take a step back and fall down. Never made it to the ground, landed on a soft cloud. Catch me in your hands again. Or let me find the warm cement. Brutal Game by Mercutio. Carve into robust flesh. The strain of the knife shrieks of metal and blood as the leather folds. This isn't right. Blood spills backwards, gravity pulls skyward. Holy takes a blasphemous turn. This isn't right, but it feels right. Wrap the body in black gold. Destroy however you want. Life's a coffin anyway. Find a hole. It's my only hope. Myself in Jekyll by Mercutio. Self-initiated chemical. 
naturally manacle, roam these streets an untamed beast. Set this appraised man free. Slave to the serum, kill for the ingredients, mad for the conversation, paled in anticipation. This life is wrong, and it's going to tear me apart. Committed seven-plus sins against this demon I cannot win. Infatuated with the man, a grin underneath the skin, wicked and depraved, a truth I would take to my grave with shame. Though I do it anyway. Love it like a game, apparently we both lose. Jekyll died 30 pages in, and he didn't have a clue. The temptation was too much. Science turns to lust, and this unmanaged id will plague me with sin. Even with these thoughts, I empty the syringe into my flesh. This freedom brought me death, and yet, I'd do it again. Divine Deprivation by Mercutio Splayed towards the light, fallen to my knees, the ache within relief from the never-ending motion, sprinting from the darkness to this unmoving light with unclosing distance. This lap remains unchanged, as far as I ran, as fast as I ran, as hard as I ran. I never closed the gap, because the holes in my head were pitfalls that kept me still. Falling away from what's holy, the darkness now holds me. Its grip isn't weakening. I stare helplessly at the light above me, waiting for some god to come, though nothing will descend. There's no one but the darkness in the end. Eyes half-closed, covered in black dirt, wicked soil fed by the blood from my wounds. Words slip from my lips, ones I thought I'd never speak. They go unheard and unwanted, so I let the, f the light fail and allow the darkness my mind, a whore always on sale. Sick by Mercutio. All of the doctors standing in this room sing prescriptive lies of love, a dead state of being I will never be. Cough up, choke on these tears, the doctor swallowed up by fear, where the walls are cotton that went to ice at their core. They hold syringes and wear masks. Their smiles lie behind, hissing out prescriptive lies. Hook me up to the IV, serenading flatline beat. No matter how the melodies sing, these words cannot save me. Sometimes it helps. I'm Mercutio. I don't know what this is to you, but I take everything too seriously, and the more I try, the more I realize what I'm doing. I don't want to think sometimes, and I feel as if I should drink my vice away. Falling hurts and standing is painful. Walking gets you closer and dying makes you colder. Even though the winds hurt, know it'll only get stronger. At least you're alive. Sometimes I'm convinced that I'm not. Sometimes I'm convinced the time frame affects my frame of mind. Sometimes I'm so scared I don't move, and I can't admit to myself that it may be my own fault. That thought makes me sad, and I know that's elementary, but we don't have a name for all the colors assigned for all the numbers or a name for all the disorders that I seem to have, according to everyone, especially my mom and dad. See, but I know. I know that I'm unwell, and it's hard to tell, but it's so easy to fall into. Sometimes I cry, sometimes I lie, but every time I lie, it's about the last time I cried. Sometimes I hate, sometimes I love, sometimes I try, sometimes I don't care. I'm always confused. Help! It's not a cry for help, it's a warning. 
my way to let you know, to tell the truth, a way for me to properly introduce myself. I won't smile sometimes. Fights exhaust me, but I have hope. But only sometimes. Corrosion by Mercutio. Hollow eyes, sullen-faced, bruised lips, cracked heart, shattered dream, ruined mind. Everything breaks over time. Overflow by Mercutio. Wells full of water overflowing, forming the saddest of streams, pouring down weathered hills and sniffling bridges. This feeling isn't blue, but red. The red on the sleeves, the red in the throat, the red inside the heart. Let it erupt, then fall apart. Breakdown by Mercutio. The hands spin off the clock, the numbers bleed black, liquids drip to the floor. When the face pales dry, it falls from the rope that strung its neck out of spite. The clock grows faces and chases after me. Every tick a scream, every talk a cry. A fight for the throne without a crown, a duel with blood like gold and a prize like stone. A throne that siphons blood to feed it to the king. Keep your hats on. There's no need to mourn what still bleeds. Even when the river flows weak, remember that sharks can brave these seas. Demons by Mercutio. Just a name for the beings that embody the darker parts of me. As the name implies, they were once hallowed beings. They all march in a straight line. What's it mean when they all follow me? Bow down and call me king. Heareth. By Mercutio. Fuzzy lights, loud winds, hold your smile in mind, keep your hand in mine, balance my head on your shoulder. Now let's go home. Kisses in the sky, stars on your cheek, hold me in your hands, you call me king. Fall asleep in your arms, whispering promises that when I wake up, I won't hear a sound. The silence of you, the pith of me. We can run to shards in the dark with the lights of your eyes. Stand above the sea of colors, sink below the canopy of trees while your voice brushes my ears. You say, don't dream of reality. Kisses in the sky, stars on your cheek. Hold me in your hands, you call me king. Fall asleep in your arms, drift awake to alarms. Doctor, doctor, what she diagnosed with. It's laced in her head, hidden in her pillows, and the sails on her bed. Lay her to a comatose death. Slip your hand from mine. I just want to go home. Kisses in the sky. They don't feel at home. Stars on your cheek. Leave me where I can dream. Fall asleep in your arms. Drift awake to alarms. A start from the bed. Crying, don't let me go. Heareth, heareth, hold me close. Heareth, heareth, 
take me home. Hello everyone, this is Mercutio, and you're listening to a halftime for Mencia. Now, I don't really know how many poems I have left, um, but let's talk about it. Let's talk for a second. Now, that last poem, I was I was struggling with whether or not I should put that in, because, I mean, it doesn't really fit Mencia. And if you can't tell, uh, Mencia... Um, it literally is about my, my mental state. Like, I took the word mentia literally from dementia because, honestly, I don't even really know what dementia means. Like, I'm pretty sure it's, like, when you hallucinate and you're, like, like, your mind is actually, like, deteriorating and you can't tell, like, what's real from your own delusions. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I don't really know. I'm in the bathroom. That was a, um, that was a body wash bottle. Anyway... Um, that was Mencia. That's part of Mencia. And that's what, and Hereth, um, Hereth isn't really fit what Mencia is kind of all about, which is my deteriorating mental state. Um, yeah, I went through a really bad phase. And, and like, in case anybody thinks I'm like exaggerating it, let me just tell you that at the peak of it, I'm not even sure if I can call that the peak. It was just the most memorable part of the peak, which lasted a really long time. I literally went to my room. Like, sometimes I didn't even make it to my room. Sometimes I just did it right in the middle of the floor. And nobody would notice. I literally fell to the ground laughing. Like, I just burst out laughing. And I was crying. And I was like, I am the true color of hatred. Like, I literally was mumbling like some mad shit to myself. It was crazy. Like, I was just going insane. And that night, like, I had... I mean, it, it happened when I was younger. It really did start when I was younger. Um, like, what what fed the mentia because... Or, like, my um, deteriorating mental state. Because when I was younger, I would have night terrors, kind of. And I, like, the younger me always saw it as a game, you know? Like, um, oh, the, the, the people are... I called them nighttime lurkers. I, I called them the nighttime lurkers. Because they would just be like such real who's like they would actually be like colored in and everything like they were full on people <sighs> oh my god but yeah that, <laughs> like this is what i mean by vulnerable because i've I, I mean i have told somebody but only vaguely so yeah that that was me and i mean what i was going through at the time like like recently i guess you could say recently i don't really know it was like two years ago um, I guess you could say that, like, the situation didn't make it better. Like, it kind of made it really easy to fall apart and to fall into it the way I did. Like, the younger me thought, like, oh, yeah, it's a game. Like, I'm the queen, and they're all just doing what I say. But I don't know why I thought that when they literally weren't. Like, I was being mentally abused, basically, every night. And that's what I meant in the prologue when it was, like, yeah, it's just a mundane thing. Like, you think it should have faded with time. It didn't. It got worse. Um, but yeah, that's what Menji is about. And the last poem didn't really fit that, if you can't tell. It's more about something that I intentionally created, while Menchia is supposed to be about things that, in it, like, they happened to me, and I couldn't stop them from happening. But this I created to to be, like, a stopper to that which is kind of why I put it in there. And also because this heareth that I've created, heareth meaning um, 
a place that's just pretend made up in your head you can look up the like actual definition that's just how I summarize it to myself but this heareth kind of ended up taking over me and dictating my entire reality like it got rid of all the bad things that were pulling me down and it like saved me from my mentia my like corroding state but at the same time it then dictated my reality and kind of ruined my sense of reality but it was better it was the better alternative I know that much and I really loved it but I had to let it go and it's kind of gone which is what leads into stasis. Yay! See, we just made like a whole a whole little loop there. Sorry if I sound really like um I don't even know, like out of it. I kind of am. I'm not sure if you noticed, but I was like I was crying while reading Breakdown and it's not necessarily because of Breakdown. I'm kind of doing this and doing something else and it's just kind of messing me up again. But I'm like fine. Like I know I'm gonna be fine, because I've already made it through Mencia, and that was the worst. Like, if I've been through this, like there's worse that could happen. But I'll explain Mencia more later. Um, this is just a halftime. I hope you're liking it so far. Don't know how many poems I have left. I should have been checking while talking, but I'm not a good multitasker. So, yeah, I'm gonna read the next poem for you now. And this is my head. If you're scared, don't be, please. The night is nothing to fear by Mercutio. Some things you can only see in the night. The night brings me solace and comfort. That is something I do not find in the light of day. I do not fear the night. In the night, the moon claims the sky, so white and bold. And the stars, that is something the light does not show. I saw a shooting star, a small streak of red, only a flash, but a fierce one. It left as quick as it come. The night isn't something to fear. The night has its darkness, but so does the light. There are shadows that roam the light, cast a shade. The light is sneaky and coy, while the night is bold and brash. The night is nothing to fear. Be brave. I Wish by Mercutio. Nightmares nest in my head. Harvest all vital organs for your home. These one-eyed vultures avoid my gun. Place anchors on my feet while I sleep and push the mattress out to sea. Breach the lungs, choke on water, spit it up to swallow it again. A fatal weight on the chest tightening, all the while screaming. Lifeguard, lifeguard, come and save me. The only thing worse than waiting for someone to save you is knowing you can't save yourself. A damsel in distress and drowning in her nightmares. This is a labyrinth of my own making, so complex I can't tell up from down, right from wrong, the blood staining my hands might not be mine. Killing her was the purest sin I ever committed. Morals fade away and the nightmare begins. Empires of shadows and insanity, castles of sin and vanity, sweet blasphemy, a 
curse like Jerusalem, infatuated with this calamity, pray that it stays. And we all know only the darkest wishes come true. False Hope by Mercutio. Bloody stubs clawing eagerly at the coarse spire. Bare soles scraped to the bone. Gritted teeth wired mine only worried with reaching the top in time. The fire lit in the chest urges the machine forward. Gears grind and turn, metal screams and creaks. No time to spare on oil leaks. Drenched in sweat from the journey up. Aching bones shaking to stop, but the thought makes them quiver more. Crazed eyes wired mine, worried about what it might find. Flames lap for oxygen, rather than slaving for the arson. Spark the match in the hopes of creating a graveyard of ash and cinder, but the only thing that burns is the hole in the chest. Gnawing from the center only to consume the edges, birthing a monster that only yearns to live, birthing an addict that does not serve your needs, birthing the glass creature as a being of flesh and bone. A child that will rip its own twin to bloody confetti while dancing across the grave. Smothered skin, shallow breath, sweat bleeding into the cuts, weary body, eyes gaping. The spire is bare. Triggered by Mercutio. The face of a clock, the layers beneath the protective glass, the flesh, the skin, a grating tick crawls with maddeningly slow draws of time. The only way to kill the clock is to break the cogs, but that won't make it stop. Is a screech, a scratch, a howl, a kick? Is a breakdown a breakdown? If I leave unscathed? Cry for Help by Mercutio body of cogs moving backwards, jut from the back, bleeding like bone. Horns in the place of wings of a beast born without a crucifix. A horrific scene and a hell-sent scream. A corpse calling from the dark places. A prisoner of the abyss. Help me. Dead Start by Mercutio. A shadow with a running light that won't slow down. Feet moving backwards, trying to move forward. The past is a quicksand. And vices keep me stuck. Unforgettable by Mercutio. Always remember, never forget. Less of a child's motto than a truth. Inescapably robust, we've taught enough to hold as a killer's choke, a noose's rope, a binding vow of time and death, though this reality lays with the living. It breathes as a phantom does and grows as an insidian would. It ambushes the docile mind with facts as spears, those hidden in the armory of the altar-loathing which resides in the mine, a lion chained to a ravaged whale, a human chained to their own revolting limb. Sadly, one of them can win. Better with worse. 
too. Fight for your better. I know it feels like a curse, but one day you'll look back and that's all that will comfort you along with your friends. Telling you to fight it until the very end. Please get better. Savage by Mercutio. Rogue wolf with yellow eyes, mourn a high-pitched howl. Black moonrise summon the creatures only seen in the darkest night. For a haunting longer than an hour, fortunate there is no light. Silver Arrow, Premise by Mercutio. Roaming beasts of weakness few and intentions of malicious graces curse the innocent structure. Though the line between innocence and newborn is strong and black as wolf's fur, mercury falcons can fell the nightmaric beast, shaking hands on the quiver with the silver arrow, wavering its target, a means to an end, wasted on an archer, afraid to fire the last shot. Silver Arrow, Part 2 The Archer by Mercutio Quivering bow Stern eyes. Clear blood pours from the wound. This uncolored red smears my sight. Sink to my knees, I cede to you. Place the silver in your hands and trust them not to wield. Feel it plunge into my flesh. Silver Arrow, Part 3. The Beast by Mercutio. Bite down to watch it bleed. Stare me down like enemies, love me like flashbacks of the aftermath. Tear her gently to shreds. Fall for the taste of her flesh. Crave domination, her body limp in my arms. This creature was always me. Her eyes go black on this tragic scene. Leviathan's Call by Mercutio. The bones from the water call me beneath. The skies plead and I sit silently. I will not obey these tides. I will not fear this sea. For one day I will step into the sea and it shall fear me. Comfort from a Strange Place by Mercutio. I'm tired of ending stories with once upon a time. Once upon a time, I felt fear. A child shivering under blankets despite the summer air, afraid to shift or make a sound. Once upon a time, I felt love. A desire for comfort, satiated by none but some. These few outlined my darker side, admiring my horns, my fangs, and backbones. Once upon a time, I mistook craving for love. An ache or a throb, a yearning in my loin. Nothing was better than cold hands wrapped around my throat, or unknown blood soaking in my palms, icy breath whispers in my ear, cold hands weigh me down, knowing I'd never make a sound. Once upon a time, I was betrayed, manipulated and abused, kept as an accessory on a mantle. My dark eyes compliment the blood on their hands, unloved, hardly wanted. Nothing more than an expendable fool, a means for an end. Despite it all, despite our fall, 
The ghastly hands still brush my skin. The grim shadows still lurk the halls. These feelings of craving still breed within. Those who tortured, tormented, and abused our memories clutched to with covetous desire. Those that hurt me brought me comfort. That which fed me made me suffer. These are the truths of a strange love. Hold these flashbacks in a beloved locket. Now, allow me to tell a tale, a story that happened once upon a time. Call me what you will. A fool, beggar, object, queen, child. Call me what you will. But I know what I've seen, and I know what I've done. I know what is real and what is not. But do you honestly believe that if it's not in front of the conscience of many, that it is not real to the individual? Can you say full-heartedly that what you can see isn't always real? If you see it, part of you must believe it. So if I see these shadows sewing strings through my arms and feet, then are they not real? If I watch her die, if I watch them kill, if I hear my own screams, if the pain I feel is real, then who are you to tell me that I've lost my mind? This is Mencio, and it never truly ends. Hello everyone, this is Mercutio, and congratulations, you've made it to the end of Mencia. Round of applause to you, round of applause to me, round of applause to us all. Let's talk about it real quick, welcome to the intermission. Okay, so let's go back to when I was five years old, right? Like, exactly five years old, like it was my birthday and everything. I woke up. And I I tried not to think about it. You know, my birthday party was this day. It was like a Saturday, I'm pretty sure. Um, All my friends were coming. I didn't have time to think about it. I start start talking to people, mingling, you know, just, just talking to my friends. Somehow, I ended up upstairs. Maybe I went to use the bathroom or something. I don't know. But I end up sitting in my room later. And I'm thinking... What happened last night? And let me tell you what I remember happening. Now, I don't remember the specifics, but I do remember that it was an introduction that left me very, very shook. And I mean that in the literal sense. I was shaken. I had no idea what had just happened. Because that night, I had my first nightmare. And I don't mean 
I had a bad dream. No, no, no. I mean a nightmare with a capital N. Quite literally. My parents came up to get me later. And I tried to forget about it. But every night after that, I would have a nightmare. And they got worse. Now, the nightmares weren't much. Lights would go out everywhere in the dream. And there would be one light down a hall. And I would go to the light. I don't know what I was planning on doing, but I would walk to the room. And the closer I got, as soon as I was, as soon as I was like not even three meters away from it, maybe, maybe less, the light would go out. And I knew I was screwed. I don't remember what happens after that. I just know that the light would go out and I would have to run. And those nights happened, those dreams happened every night without fail. But then, like a little prize at the end of the month, what would happen is I would have kind of a night terror. And when I say, the reason I call them night terrors, right, is because that's the only thing that really describes them. I would go to sleep normally, but the dream would start out in the abysmal kind of land. I don't really have a name for this place, but I have a name for the people in it because they're all that matters. As long as they're there, it's a nightmare. It doesn't matter about my surroundings, though they are normally dark. If it's them, then it's a nightmare. Now these, these monthly little treats they would give me were nightmares where I just started out in the dark and started out having to run. The one I remember most is these people trying to poison me in a large mansion. Another one, there was a hag in a house. I don't know what she wanted, but she took away my ability to speak and she made it hard to move. Another one, I would always walk down the stairs there was no way around it. I'd have to walk down the stairs. And then once I made it to a certain point down the stairs, this woman would come out of the closet and she would chase me up. And I would have to close the door. And after that, it was either I get caught or I don't. Now, yes, these just seem like nightmares. I'm so sorry to disappoint you. It was when I woke up that really mattered. I would wake up. And I wouldn't be able to move or open my eyes. And I could hardly breathe. It was like my body was trying, like my body couldn't pass its limits. It could only, my heart could only beat for the normal amount of beats, if that makes sense. My lungs couldn't go faster, though they needed to to keep me, to stabilize me, it couldn't. So I was just getting worse and I just kept breathing heavily and heavily, but my body couldn't regulate that. So it just got worse and it just felt like I was being contained when I couldn't be. And then I would hear the things around the room and, and I, would he- I would feel them and it just got worse. And once I was finally able to move again, I would see them around the room like they leaked out of my dreams. And they would say, They would say things, but I wouldn't hear it. And for a child, I think I handled it pretty well, in all honesty. (laughs) I called myself their queen, and I don't know why, but I always saw myself as the queen, not as... Not as... Their plaything. 
that's all I was, and I realize that now. That was all throughout elementary school. Eventually it went away, but it came back again, and this time worse, because this time I had, I could not only just see them, but I could feel them too. They had never touched me before. But when they came back, they were touching me, and I could hear them, though they didn't really speak words, not all the time. I have writings about it, but yeah, that's basically the basis of my mentia, my obsession with what I call the nighttime lurkers, and my love for them, because despite the fact that they would hurt me either mentally or physically, I loved them. Sick, right? That's me. Sick as can be. And like I said, with the stuff that I was going through... I was playing with an easel, sorry, it just fell. (laughs) But with the stuff that I was going through at the time... This was just a few weeks ago now. Or a few (laughs) years ago, sorry. Um, With the things that I was going through then... I... I don't know. It just made it worse, kind of. I mean... The mentality, like, I could slowly feel, like, the nighttime lurkers kind of, like, not existing as, like, potently in my life as they used to. It was more like my problems in reality with my parents and just my depression and just everything there was getting worse while the people I believed myself to have loved, the nighttime lurkers, they were getting further and further away and I just felt like I needed that lapse to cope with reality because doing that um you're not going to really understand this I'll explain it later but going into their world and killing people and yeah yeah I sound crazy now don't I and killing people (laughs) and being chased and being attacked and just having that kind of savage freedom it it was a blessing compare it to the reality and it's what I wanted over the reality and there were so many nights where I was just like I wish I I hope I go into a coma tonight I hope I go into a coma tonight and I just never leave this world and I never have to go back because I would have loved it I would have loved just being their mercenary I'll explain that later because I know I haven't really gone into depth of what there they are and that's basically what Menchia is about and I mean if you want to know I guess I'll tell you but I don't know if you want to know so I'm just going to tell you like a little bit and not too much because this is really like personal I guess and people don't people feel uncomfortable hearing personal information I don't know so I guess I won't share too much on it but yeah that's um basically what Menchia was it's my head state during that time and through all the other times because while I was going through like my depression and like everything with my parents having me therapist and like trying to medicate me like this and like that like through all of that I was just remembering everything else that's happening that's way more important to me than this world because that world the world of where I went in the night was way more important to me than this one and it meant everything to me. And I don't have it anymore. I, let me let me just care for this. I mean, I don't not have it. Eh, more eh, That'll be explained later. I've been going on a little too long. But yeah, that's basically Menchia. That's what most of those poems were about. Yeah. So we all know the story. I had these terrors when I was younger. Um, it went away for a while, but came back when I 
was in like seventh grade um and it happened like when I was younger it didn't happen I mean it did happen every day basically but it was like it wasn't intense every day you know like it varied but when it came back for the second time it was so like it was every day so intense like it was way worse than the second time maybe it's just because I could feel them as well I didn't even see them that's the thing the second time around I never really got to see anything it was more like shadows like I saw just enough to see it and to question whether or not I saw it you know what I mean like it was like a paranoia like it was enough to give me paranoia about it but not enough to give me certainty but I was definitely hearing it and definitely feeling things and that's that's what makes me feel like that's what made me think I was going insane but here, here's an excerpt. Like I said, I wrote some bits, and this is an excerpt from one of them. A few months passed since the incident. There was a thing that happened. They, like, did something petty and pat me three times on the head. Hold up, someone's coming down the stairs, and nobody knows about this, so give me a second. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Like I said, this made me a paranoid mess. As you can tell, like, I'm still really secretive about it, and I don't like it when people, like, start, like... If my parents or, like, anyone, like, peeks over my shoulder while I'm, like, typing up the document or if, like, like, I just freak out completely because I don't want anyone to know it's something I want to keep a secret because it's not only, like, oh, my God, I pity you. You need help. No, because you're not going to pity me. You're going to find me disgusting because I'm obsessed with it and I love it so much. Yeah, see, you can hear it in my voice. Like, I sound crazy and I am. I know. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I don't remember where I left off in the last one, so I'm just going to start reading it where I think I left off um oh right the incident I was talking about the incident so the incident was um when they came it was like the first time I realized like what was going on and what was back it was like when I was remembering like oh my god yeah this happened when I was younger too this is the thing where I see things normally but now I'm hearing them in crap and like it was the first time I had heard them form like coherent English words and what they were saying was like, no, don't do it. And I was like, you can't do it. And, and I was just like, yes, I can. And I was like getting all defiant. Like, it's, I don't even, let's not. <laughs> anyway, that was the incident. So let me start again. A few months passed since the incident. It was gradually getting less violent and I could finally sleep better. I was afraid I would become an insomniac with the way things were going. One night I had woken up and saw it was raining out. Streaks of blue lightning painted the purple night sky. It was beautiful. I listened to the thunder roar throughout the sky and watched the lightning light up my room. <clears throat> I counted how far away the lightning was, something I sometimes do when there's a thunderstorm. I opened the window and inhaled the cool scent of fresh rain. I can almost smell it now. I lay there for a while, taking in how wonderfully peaceful it was. Despite how much torture I went through in the dark, I actually found it more comforting than the light. The night was peaceful and silent and full of imagination. I loved it. Then I heard it. I'm not exactly sure what I heard. At first I thought it sounded like a baby's laughter. But I could not have heard that. Could I? I may not have seen it. For the night time lurkers came into my life for the second time, I saw them unless... Oh, I read that wrong. Let me start that paragraph again. I may not have seen it 
for the nighttime, for after the nighttime lurkers came into my life for the second time, I never saw them unless in dream or half sleep. But I felt someone there watching me. They didn't advance or seem threatening in any way. They seemed calm and proper. They may only have been a messenger. They only said one thing. It's okay. All is forgiven. Thank you. What is okay? What is forgiven? Why am I being thanked? I should be telling them it's okay. I should be the one forgiving them, not the other way around. I shook my head at the empty hallway. No, it isn't. It's not okay. You are not forgiven. I thank you for nothing. But my words either didn't reach him or didn't phase him. He continually repeated it again and again without slowing. Soon the words changed. Not physically, maybe, but they were changing. It was like they were becoming mist, evaporating, going farther away. He was leaving. No, no, you can't go. You can't. But he only repeated his phrase. It's okay. All is forgiven. Thank you. Please, I begged. Don't leave. What am I being thanked for? What have I done? Why am I being forgiven? As much as I hate to admit it, after they came back, I gradually began to like them. I had become attached to them. Please, my tormentors, don't leave me. My terrorizers, stay. I listened and heard nothing but the static of silence. I had fallen in love with the nighttime lurkers. And I'm not going to read the next book because it goes into another story. Because right after that, I had a nightmare. Um, one of the ones where I can't move, you know. But yeah, um, that was... Pretty sure I wrote a poem about it. Don't remember what it was called. Sorry, I'm bad. I know. But that was basically when I realized, like, they weren't... Like, I didn't see them how I should have viewed them. Like, they weren't evil to me at that point. They were something I loved and depended on. Which is kind of sad to admit. Kind of sad to know. But it's the truth. And it's unavoidable. (sighs) So that's that. I'm not going to read much of it. Because... Honestly, it's 54 pages. I mean, honestly, we should cut 20 of those pages out because some of it's about, like, when I stepped away from the insanity and stepped into reality. Because, like I said, like, the nighttime lurkers kind of started to fade and as reality became more prevalent and more, like, intense in my life. But, yeah, it came back. And I get them every now and then, but... I try not to get my hopes up because I know it's not going to last long, despite the fact that I wish it would. You have to understand, though. I'm, I'm like a child. And children love their imagination. They love to pretend they're princesses and, or, or they're knights. Uh, I don't know. They're riding a dragon or they're Vikings, uh, aliens. The floor is lava. I don't know. That's me right now. That's me with this. It's just that my imagination kind of synthesizes a little more thickly than the rest. And it's a bit darker. But that's me. And when I said this one's more vulnerable, I don't mean it makes me anxious to share because it doesn't. I feel no shame in it really. Not really. Um... It's just kind of like I know how it's going to sound, but it's not crazy to me. It makes complete sense. It makes complete sense to love this. 
So yeah, we're all sick. We all have our vices and this is mine. That's how I see it. And that's not changing. This has been Mencia, and I hope you enjoyed. Woohoo! Also, if you're insane, you know what I'm talking about. Share this share this at mental wards. Gotham Asylum knows what I'm talking about. Right, Joker? We know, we know Jack. Right, right, Jack? <laughs> anyway, have a good night. This has been Mercutio. This is the end of Mencia. Mwah.